spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. So good evening, everyone. Hopefully you can see us. 
Um, this is Melinda Russell with the International Women's Motorsports Association. This is our first attempt at going live on Facebook with our Zoom program. I use Zoom all the time, but I usually use it to record. So we're going to try something new tonight. And I'm hoping that we're, everybody can see and hear us. And if not, it's being recorded and we'll play it later if it doesn't work. So um, hopefully you can see and hear both of us. I'm here with Courtney Fender. Courtney is... Hey Hey, Courtney. Courtney is a snowmobile racer. Um, what she doesn't know is that she's on the cover of the magazine, this issue. And so um, it'll be out tomorrow and you'll be able to share that with um, everyone. You'll get a link to share that. So oh, how cool. excited to share that with you tonight, Courtney. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved that it was something different, the, the uh, snowmobile racing. So my husband is excited about us knowing someone that does that. So we're going to try to come and watch you sometime this winter. I, awesome. uh, I put in the story that you were probably the only one that I know of in Michigan who can't wait for it to snow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. Probably yeah. so, yeah. So Courtney, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, like where you live, your family, do you have any pets, what do you do for a job, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I live in East Jordan, Michigan. That's where I've lived my entire life. Um, I work at Market Technologies in Charlevoix. I'm a manager there. I have a, I have a very energetic boxer named Layla. Um, she's always at the track with me. She's a, actually, she's a great race dog to be at the track with me. She's hilarious to watch and everyone, everyone knows her because she wears her um, snowsuit and boots. Okay. And she's not scared with the snowmobiles and all the noise or anything? Nope. It was actually probably the second weekend that I got her. I went and put her out in my snowmobile trailer and started my one snowmobile up and said, you got to get used to it somehow. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. And, so she's probably, um, loves going and getting all the attention when you're at the races. Oh, she does. It's so funny because people, I post about her all the time on Facebook and at the races, people will be like, oh my gosh, it's Layla. I've seen you on Facebook. And I'm like, <laughs> That's, that She's happens big. a lot. The, the pets oh, yeah. get more attention than the, than the owners. So yes. um, tell me as a kid, did you play with dolls or cars? Um, both. I loved my brat dolls and I also had my Hot Wheels all over my living room. I had them connected to the dining room table to make the track longer and see what ones would go faster and always making races out of it. And Okay. And tell us what your favorite food is. My favorite food is probably steak and mashed potatoes. Okay. Good. I grew up on a farm. That's a good farm meal right there. Meat and potatoes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And how about a favorite vacation spot? My favorite vacation spot is probably Florida. Um, just because I have family in Florida and it's, it's a good spot to get away to. And it's nice because they're not in a big city, but you're close enough to a city that you can go do stuff and close to Gulf Shores. And Okay. All right. So what, what is something that most people don't know about you? Um, not sure, I have to think about that one. Um, 
All right, we'll hey. go on. If you think of something, we'll come back to it. Okay. All right. So as a woman, you have a job, you have a dog to take care of and that. So how do you create the balance in your life to include racing as part of that? My job is really cool with me racing. They completely understand and they understand when I have a race. They're like, just let us know when and you can have that day off. If you need time around your race to get ready for it, you have it. Okay. All right. And you're obviously out of school because you're working. Yeah. So tell us how you got started in racing. Was your family involved or how did that get started? Um, we had friends that used to do oval track racing and I thought that looked really cool. And so I just kind of decided that I would try doing it. And so we bought my first oval track sled. I ended up doing that for one year and I was junior rookie of the year for that one. And then we just sold that sled and then I decided to get my, I always knew that I wanted a Yamaha Nitro. That was my absolute dream sled. And I knew, I told myself one day I'm going to own one. When I got my first job, that's what I started saving for was my Yamaha Nitro and finally was able to get it. And then I told myself that was just going to be a, um, a trail sled because I started racing a 500 Polaris because I wasn't old enough to do full drag racing. I still had to race in the junior class. And then when I got my nitro, I said, it's just going to be a trail sled just so I can get back on the trails. And I've seen the trails once and it went completely to a race sled after that. <laughs> okay. So how did you tell me how old were you when you started racing? Oh, I was probably 13 or 14. Okay. All right. So I know nothing about snowmobile racing. I'm going to admit that I'm, that's all new. That's why I want to come watch. So <laughs> where exactly like do you race? The main track is in Mancelona. Um, it's called Pro Stock Raceway now. It was Infinity Raceway and then it changed owners this past year. That's where I'll be doing my first um, Snow Outlaws race. That one is a huge race and I'm really nervous for but I'm really excited to try it um I'll be doing that one with my 2015 Articat Turbo which is an 1100 cc motor um I also do hill climbs and I've done those in Gaylord Michigan yeah. up the ski hill and I've also done them in Bel Air Michigan okay so when you say the the name of the track is it a drag strip type of track yeah, yep, it's a 500, 500 foot drag strip and then like over a thousand feet for shutdown area. Okay. All right. So um, have you ever raced or do they do any of those kind of races at US 131 in Martin? Um, they do um, asphalt races. I have not tried an asphalt race yet. I would like to. It's on my bucket list. Um, okay. I really hope I get to one point. Um, but I also grass drag with my one. Yamaha nitro sled. Okay, because I I know that um, I know that they did race some snowmobiles at Martin this summer because I knew a guy yeah. that did that. So I was wondering if you would ever come there. Um, I have watched it. Yep, I've watched it once. My Articat team they do asphalt racing. Okay, all right. So what is it about racing that? gets you excited to do that it's cold and it's snowy and so why are you out there racing 
it's the adrenaline. It is so much fun. I absolutely, I fell in love with my Yamaha Nitro when I first took it out on the trails. And then three years ago, I got a, I got a deal from Articat that I just couldn't pass up for my Articat Turbo. And I absolutely fell in love with that sled. It's probably the best feeling in the world to have that much horsepower and know that you have control over it. Okay. And especially because I'm a girl and I get, I get it all the time that my sleds are too big for me and stuff like that. So I just interviewed a lady that races motorcycles and she was told the same thing. She's like, she told me she's five foot and weighs a hundred pounds. And, mm -hmm. and they all say, well, you're too little to ride that motorcycle. And then she goes down and she's a drag racer, obviously, and she beats them. And then they don't really have too much more to say after that. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it is with me. So are there other, um, are there other women that race with you in the um, snowmobiles? Sometimes, not a whole lot. Once in a while, there's one or two other girls that do it with me. Um, at most tracks, there's not a female class. Most of the time, they're called powder puff class. Um, I've only been to one race where there's been a powder puff class, and every year I've entered in it, I've taken first place. Yeah, so I wondered if, um, would you rather just race heads up with anybody? Um, what, what's the reason do you think they have a powder puff class? Um, I think a lot, of, a lot of girls, it's fun for a lot of girls to just bring their sleds out and run them and see just to get that thrill. And a lot of people are shocked when I show up to the race, especially when I have my turbo sled. And then, yeah, it's, I like doing it with actually racing against guys better just because it gives me more competition and they hate it when I beat them and it's just a lot more fun. <laughs> so really, once you get, get on the snowmobile, it's more about the snowmobile than it is about you or, it, or does weight have anything to do with it? Oh, yes. Okay. I have to wear the lightest clothes possible like most of the time when you're going out snowmobiling you want to wear all kinds of layers and heavy coats and heavy bibs and stuff to stay warm I wear motocross pants because they're way lighter than snow pants um I wear tennis shoes instead of boots because they're lighter I try and keep it as light as possible and everyone that my um my Yamaha mechanic Patrick Bingham has made my nitro as light as it can possibly be and along with the Articat Nick Stilson and Howard Hack has made that one they've completely rebuilt it for my size and to make it as light as possible they always call it the sleds are going on a diet <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need to talk to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah they could be rich if they could figure that out for all of us women wouldn't they? right yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so um about so from the from the starting line to like the finish line is a is it a certain length of track is every track different or how does that work most of the time the tracks are 500 feet um i've been to ones where they're a little bit longer a little bit shorter but most of the time the average is 500 feet okay all right and how fast do you go from start to finish on my yamaha nitro i'm about 75 miles an hour and on the turbo it's in the upper 80s that was before I had all the work done to it now that I've 
had the work done to it. I'm really excited to actually get on the trail this or on the track this season to see what it will do. It'll probably in the upper 90s to lower 100s. Oh wow, that's pretty fast. So um, yeah, I'm just I'm intrigued by the whole snowmobile racing because honestly, I'm the older I get, the less I like to be outside. But um, <laughs> like when you have a, a race like this big race you're talking about, how many snowmobiles will be there for that race? Um, anywhere between 30 to 40 sleds. Okay. Wow. And ha and do they come from like all over or is that me? Oh yeah. oh yeah. They come from all over um, Chicago. They come from New York. They come from Wisconsin. They come from Canada. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a really big race. My Articat team, um, Nick Stilson, his snowmobile right now, um, War Eagle is actually number one right now in Snow Outlaws. Okay. So they call it Snow Outlaws. So, yeah. um, and that track is the race. Is that at your local track or where yep. is the race held? Yep. Is that'll be at Pro Stock Raceway in Mancelona, Michigan. Okay. The first weekend in January. All right. So we'll have to put that on the calendar. That sounds like a good weekend to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And we have, we have a heated trailer. So. Okay. There you go. That's what I wanted to hear. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Cause after I, cause I have to be so light in clothing that I, I'm freezing by the time I'm done. So I quickly put my pit coat on. I have someone waiting at the finish line with my pit coat so I can wrap that around me and then I race back to my trailer so I can get warm. Yeah, I would think so because my husband and I ride motorcycles and I know if, if we go out and the air temperature is 50, you figure it's, you know, about 30 or, or oh, less yeah. if you're riding the motorcycle. So, and you're going 80 miles an hour then it would be pretty chilly even though it is a short amount of time you're sitting yeah. at the starting line and doing all of that so yeah yep and the gloves that I wear are extremely thin they're like they're paper thin because on my turbo I have what's called a stutter button and that brings the um it it puts more horsepower to the sled so at the starting line I'll be pushing 350 horsepower just yeah. coming out of the hole with that sled and so, and the stutter button is extremely tiny. It's like microscopic. And so I have to be able to feel it through my gloves. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm absorbing all this. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of fun. It, yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. So you call it a sled. I call it a snowmobile. You, obviously I'm, you know, not a not well versed in it. So is that what you typically call them? You call them sleds instead of snowmobiles? I, you know, I go between both. Okay. It, I don't know. I sometimes I sometimes I catch myself saying sled and then other times it'll be a snowmobile. Okay. I'm not, All really, right. I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay, cuz when you say a sled, I'm thinking more like a sled <laughs> like light, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just wondered if maybe I was I was calling it the wrong thing. No, no, it goes by both. Okay, so are there different classes, I would assume, like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so are there, like, beginner, immediate, or how many, about how many different classes would there be? Yeah, they're actually broke down into the size of motor that you have in your snowmobile. Um, like, with my Yamaha Nitro, I run that one in the 600 class and the 700 class. You can run your sled up in classes, but you can't run it down. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And 
do you do well? Do you typically run up or do you run in the class that you're supposed to run in? I usually bump up classes. My favorite one is the 600 class with the Yamaha Nitro and then I usually bump up to 700. Sometimes I bump up to 800. I've even bumped up to the 1000 class with it just to have fun and play around with it and I got lucky the couple times that I've done the 1000 class with a 600 size motor and I've actually placed in a 1000 class with it. Wow, so. wow. sounds like your sled is very fast. Yeah, I yeah. cannot thank my mechanics enough for spending so much time rebuilding them for me and making them so fast. Oh yeah, that's that's very cool. So, do I assume they have numbers on them? This yes. so what is your number and how did you choose it? My number on my Yamaha sled is 15 and the number on my Articat sled is 115. I went with the numbers 15 and 115 just because of my favorite baseball player from the Detroit Tigers, Brandon Inge, when he oh. used to play with them. Yeah. He was my absolute favorite. And I just, that number just kind of stuck with me. Okay. Does he know anything about that you've uh, chosen his number? Have you ever written to him and told him? I don't think so. I've never thought of that, but I, it would be kind of cool though. It would be kind of cool. I think he'd think that's pretty cool. Oh Yeah. So besides the mechanics, then who helps you like on race day? Do you have like a crew that helps you? Um, my dad is my main guy that helps me. He gets the sleds warmed up and ready for me to just get on them and go. He, um, he gets them warmed up out of the sled or out of the trailer, and then he gets them ready right before I race. He's warming them up, and then he goes, a lot of times he goes to the starting line with me, and he's just like, he's far enough away from the starting line, but he can still see like if there's holes at the starting line or where I should go, where I shouldn't go. And I also have um, Nick Stilson. He helps me at the line a lot with the turbo sled and Howard Hack will help me. That whole group of guys will help me at the starting line with it and stuff. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to ask you probably what are maybe some dumb questions, but if I don't know the answer, I guess probably yeah. other people don't either. So I'm imagining in my head a drag, a drag strip and mm -hmm. it's covered with snow, right? Yep. Do they like ice it down? Do they scrape it so it's smooth? What do they do to prepare the surface? Depends on what kind of race you're at. They have ice races where it is strictly ice. And then they have grass. They have, yeah, they have grass races, which is a clay starting line. And then it goes into grass. Okay. And then they also have snow, which is, they groom the track just to make it flat. It's a packed down track. It's a packed, hard packed snow track. Okay. So there could be ice. It just depends on what you get throughout the season. I mean, if you get rain, then it'll turn, then you'll have ice. But it's, for the most part, it's a packed, hard track with snow. Okay. So do you prefer the snow or the clay and the grass? Um, I like both. It depends on what sled I'm on. The grass drags, I've only done it with my Yamaha Nitro sled. I have not done it with my turbo sled yet. Um, with In the snow, I like to have extremely hard packed snow or I even like some ice just because I have um, chisels in my sled and studs to make it grip onto the ice to make it go faster out of the starting line. 
Okay, I was going to ask about that. So I was thinking if it was icy, and I'm thinking that, you know, I'm picturing the, the like bottom of the sled. So there are like things that grip into the ice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. Big metal picks and chisels and studs that grip into the ice. I have on my Yamaha sled, I have 196 studs that are wow. digging into the ice and hard packed snow to get me going. Okay. cat, there's, I don't even know, over 200 studs, wow. I'm sure, just because it's a long mountain track sled. Okay. All so right. Studs. <laughs> wow, that's cool. So do you have, like, do, do sled races, do they typically have marketing partners like every other kind of racing, or how does that work? Yeah, they, um, they try and get sponsors as well. Some of the classes will have, um, a sponsored for a sponsor forum and they'll have a cash payback for certain classes um just depends on what kind of class it is if it's a usually if they're like outlaw classes they'll have businesses um sponsor those classes and there'll be higher cash paybacks okay all right so what would be a typically good payout if you won one of those races um, well, the winner for Snow Outlaws, if you take first place in Snow Outlaws, they have three races throughout the season, and I believe the one cash payout is like $5,000. Oh, so that's a pretty, pretty hefty payout. Yeah. Right. So that would be a big one to win, wouldn't it? That's why it draws so many people. Yeah, yeah. I would love to win that one. Unfortunately, I will not be racing in the Outlaw class. Um, mm -hmm. I love my Outlaw sled or my... Articat sled, but it's not quite an outlaw in technical terms. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's, there's sleds out there that are way faster than my Articat. So how fast would they go? Um, they're like 120s. Ooh, okay. All right. Is that something that you want to hopefully work up to? I, yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind trying it. I would really, I think it would be fun to just get that chance and that experience just because a lot of girls probably don't get that experience and uh -huh. I would like to say that I've been one of them. Yeah and so are there there's not very many women like that race at all or like in the outlaw class would there be any women in that class? Most likely no. Okay it kind of reminds me of like the sprint cars you don't see any women in the top sprint car races. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I'm not sure why that is. I hopefully in the next few years, I know some young gals that are pretty good sprint car drivers. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see them up there and it's probably the same like with you. It's your young gal. So hopefully you get a chance to race in that kind of division. Yeah, exactly. And I, I would love to do it, but I know that I can't do it right now because I need more seat time and experience on my sled where it's less horsepower than like my Articat team's sled that's War Eagle right now that's number one. I would love one day to get a chance to run it just to say that I've, that I can do it, but I know that I need more practice on my sled just with timing and the horsepower, making sure that I'm holding on correctly and positioned correctly on the sled so I don't like have whiplash or well, and you've got to be able to feel comfortable doing, yeah. even if you were a little nervous, you still, you're smart enough to know you're not ready. Yeah. Yep. 
when you're ready, you'll know, you'll know it. And so will your, your crew and your team. So that's yep, exactly. So, um, you work in Charlevoix. I do. What do your friends think of you racing? They absolutely love it. Especially the people at work. Um, they're always asking me questions about it. Um, when my next race is, or if I've had a race the past weekend, they're asking how it went and how things are going like that. Okay. Very cool. So when you're at the starting line, mm -hmm. what are you thinking about? Um, I'm just staying focused on the light and making sure that I'm prepared and making sure that my sled is set correctly. Cause you have to like, you have to set your sled in the ice, in the snow so that it will really grip the ice and snow so you can get a good takeoff. Okay. So is that something that your crew helps you do, or you have to actually do that from inside the sled? It depends on what snowmobile I'm on. Not inside the sled, on the sled. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> depends on what sled I'm on and what track I'm at. I've had people, um, my uncle has came to the starting line with me and he's set my sled before on my Yamaha sled. And other times I can do it myself. I can like bounce up and down on the back of it, jump up and down on the back to set it myself. Um, with the Articat sled, I can sometimes bounce up and down on it, but it just doesn't, the track is so long that it doesn't completely get set by itself by just me doing it. And so I usually have to have a guy set it, pick it up and slam it into the ground to set it for me. Yeah, that's what I wondered. So they would actually get on the sled and like, kind of like j bounce down pick, on it. Yeah, they pick up the back of the sled and push it down into the ground. And they will also, it's called pointing the sled to make sure, because when you're on a turbo sled with that much horsepower and that much speed, you want to be going as straight as possible. Oh, yeah. And so we always have to make sure in practice to see if the sled is gonna turn to the left, is it gonna turn to the right, and so, we have to figure all that out before the actual race. And then I'll have my guys like turn the sled, point it to where it needs to go. So it will go straight as possible for me. Okay. All right. Very cool. I'm learning a lot. This is very cool. <laughs> so you race at your hometown track that you mentioned, and then yeah. you go to other tracks to race. Most of the time I stay around Mancelona and the Gaylord area. Those are the main ones. I would, I would like to go out to Minnesota or Wisconsin this year with my Articat team. Just while they're doing a Snow Outlaws race, there are other races going on at the same time. And I would like to travel out to one of those races with them just to have that experience. Yeah, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yeah. So is there a track that's kind of like the track, if you're into sled racing, that people would be like, oh, if you had any track at all you could ever race on, what track would it be? Pro Stock Raceway. It okay. is probably, it is set up so nice. It's set up so nice for the racers and so nice for the spectators as well. It's just, it's an awesome track to run at. It's a great starting line, awesome finish area. It, you have so much room and it's really nice there. Okay, all right, very cool. So what do you look forward to the most on race day? Um, probably the, the first race. And then 
I guess I'm excited for the first race just to get that one under my belt because I'm usually I'm nervous for that one even though I've been doing it for 10 years I shouldn't be but it's always just that that very first race to get it done and over with and then I'm like okay yep I'm good now I know what I'm doing I know how the sled's going and I feel a whole lot more confident in it okay so what is your routine on race day do you like eat a certain thing you what is it that you do on race day to prepare for racing um me and my dad are we get to the track first and then my mom usually comes to the track right before the race starts and she brings my dog Layla with her um me and my dad are just getting the sleds ready we're walking around the track um I'm out practicing if they allow practice during before the race I'll be out practicing making sure it's running good I'll check in with my mechanics to see if they want to make any last minute changes and stuff and sometimes they do and it's that is really nerve-wracking because the one race my um Yamaha mechanic Patrick he had my sled completely tore apart during the national anthem and I'm like I have a race in like five minutes (laughs) wow but he got it back together oh yeah he got it back together brought it out to the starting line and ended up taking first place with it wow that's pretty amazing he he deserves uh he deserves a pat on the back for that yeah so what is it that you enjoy the most about racing just the family and friends that I've made doing it it's just like you have your race family and you've become friends with them on Facebook and you just see where where they're racing at next and we're always you're always helping each other out at the track especially with my Articat team like everyone is just helping each other out and it's just they're a lot of fun to hang out with before and after races okay good answer that's I hear that all the time it's about the people that they've met. Mm-hmm. So if, if you had a, a young girl or a girl and her mom come up to you and ask you what, you know, that the little girl wants to start racing, what would you say to them? Would you encourage them? What would you, what advice would you give them? Always, always go for it. If that's something you want to try, definitely do it. Um, that was something that I wanted to try and my family completely backed me up and said, go ahead, try it. If you like it and you want to stick with it, that's great. We'll completely support you 100%. If you don't like it after you have done it once or twice, then don't do it. But I, I really encourage other girls to do it. It's, it really is a lot of fun. Okay. So do you ever have, you know, in regular racing, they have like autograph night and all that. Do they ever, do you ever have little girls come up to you after you've raced or at the races? Um, yeah, once in a while I do, um, at my snowmobile club in the winter they have, or be, in the beginning of winter they have a, um, snowmobile safety class and I will go out there and speak about what I do and just, just the, um, precautions that I take and stuff because they're getting the kids ready for trail riding and stuff, but they want to see like what kind of protective gear that I wear and they get to see the sleds and they get to sit on them and take pictures and I've been at different events at my snowmobile club and I've had girls come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I've seen you at, I've seen pictures of you or I've seen you doing different events and stuff and they'll want to go out and take their pictures with the snowmobiles and stuff and it was so cute because they're 
their dad actually wasn't at the event yet at my snowmobile club and so they went out and got their pictures taken and the first thing they did when their dad came in was said oh my gosh dad look you got to see this picture that we just took that's cool that makes you feel good doesn't it oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah so what has been your proudest moment in your racing career um probably when it was at a hill climb in Gaylord, or not in Gaylord, in Bel Air, Michigan. Um, I was at a driver's meeting, and my mom was still at the at the trailer, and I came back from driver's meeting, and I just, I ran into the trailer to get my gear and stuff on. I wasn't paying one bit of attention. I didn't even notice that my Articat turbo sled was gone, and all of a sudden I like turned around and I'm like, where's my sled at? My mom's like, oh, I don't know. Some guy just asked if they could take it. And she's like, I'm like, where did my sled go? And she's like, oh, Howard came and took your sled. It's over at their trailer. And I had no idea what they were doing to it. And so I went and I'd seen them and they had um, the hood off of it and the side panels off of it. And it was hooked up to a laptop. And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> And so they um, turned the horsepower up on me. And so then Howard was like, all right, go take it out in the field and play around with it. See if, see if you can handle it and see how you like it and stuff. And it felt good. I played around with it for maybe five minutes and went up to the starting line and Howard came out and he set my sled for me. And I ended up taking first place with the Articat Turbo nice that was, the, that was the first time I took first place with it after they started that was just the beginning of the work that they did to it it was just it was an awesome moment just because my whole Articat team was there mm -hmm. and so that they could see what see that their work that they just done paid off yeah that's good because then they they feel like they're more a part of the whole team yeah yeah, yeah. so the your proudest moment do you have a most memorable moment sometimes it's a different moment sometimes it's with a fan or it's some kind of a scary thing that happened what's your most memorable moment um probably the first time when i probably the first time that i ever got on an outlaw sled which was nick stilson's first sled shockwave mm -hmm. we were supposed to go out to wisconsin and i was going to run that sled for him in a different in a actually in a bikini radar run I was gonna wear a bikini and <laughs> run his sled for him um I had never been on a sled with that much horsepower and he just said and we were supposed to go out to um Wisconsin in two weeks never been on the sled and so he was like all right this is your time let's practice on it and let's see how it does with you on it and so he's like just make sure that your head is down and you're holding on tight i'm like i know i i, I can do this i'm good and i snapped my neck so hard the first time i because i just wasn't expecting it it was the first time i ever used a stutter button and i got back to the starting line and nick was like are you okay I'm like yep what's a little sore and he's like, do you want to keep practicing or do you want to be done for the day? I'm like, well, if I'm going to be on the sled in two weeks, I'm like, I need all the practice I can get. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot to learn. It sounds like about oh, the, yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. You have to sit completely different and your head has to be like 
so far down so that just because you're leaving the starting line with 350 horsepower, it just pulls you back so hard. Yeah. People joke that, um, people are like, you need to have your mechanic put on a seatbelt for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, social media is how we met, which is how I've met most of the ladies that I've um, met through the association. So, Courtney, how do you use social media to promote your racing, to let people know what you're doing, that kind of thing? Um, I have a race page called Twisted Princess Racing. That's the name of my race team. And you can go like that page on Facebook. That's where I post all of my sponsors that I work with. Um, it's where I post all of the races that I'm going to be in, the race results, any pictures, any videos, everything like that. And then I also have an Instagram page, which is Twisted Princess 15. Okay. All right. So people can get on there and see like when racing starts. Where So yeah. is January the first, first start of the racing season for you? That'll be the first snow race. I'm actually going to be doing a grass race um, October October 1st or October 4th, the first weekend of October. Okay. All right. I'll be doing a grass race in Mancelona. Okay. All right. So um, your goals for your racing career, do you see yourself doing this for a long time? Do you... Uh, obviously want to maybe step up the game and race the faster ones. What are your, what are your goals for your, your racing? Um, yeah, I really, I want to keep bettering myself at every race that I enter. I want to, I always try and learn something new after each race that I've done by talking to mechanics or people that have watched me race, other guys that have watched me race from different teams. Just if there's something that I can improve on, I want to, better my races um it'll be my first time racing for snow outlaws this january and i just want to keep going up, going up there okay. up to make tens in the future yeah so that's cool so looking back to when you started, are you there? I think I, I might have lost you. Yep. Okay, Courtney, sorry. So thinking back to when you started, um, what did you see? Oh, I can still see you and you. Okay, all right. Just a little internet flub here going on. I live out in the country, so every once in a while I, mm -hmm. I my internet goes in and out. So when you started your racing, did you have like a bucket list of things you wanted to accomplish or did you just start and say, I'm just doing this for fun? And I just kind of started for fun and then I wanted to see where I could go there and so I just keep getting bigger. I started a 500 Polaris and like I said, I always wanted to own a Yamaha Nitro. Okay. I finally had the opportunity to buy one. My was trying to do it. What's going to get us? It's pretty bad the first time. 
I took it in our Yaha, which is one of Okay. Reformed along with Patrick Bingham. And, and so that three years got the deal with it. And I just knew that opens a whole new chapter for me. And just as you're getting there. Okay. Very cool. So um, it sounds like that you got into it thinking this is something I'm going to do for fun. You found out you really enjoyed it. And now we're going to have to watch and see where you go over the next year or two, maybe be running against your mechanic for that first place spot. What do you think? Oh, I lost her. Courtney, if you can reconnect. If not, well, we'll see if she reconnects with us. Um, I, like I said, she is on the cover of our magazine this month, and there's a nice story in there about her, and there's about, I think, 10 or 11 other stories in the magazine. It'll be out tomorrow about women in motorsports, and so um, I hate that we lost her, but um, you can pick up a, an issue if you send us your email address. You can get a copy of the magazine and you can read about Courtney and all the other gals that we wrote stories on this month. So um, would love to have you do that. We love sharing the magazine with our listeners and um, we are sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association. You can find us at IWMANation.com. You can also reach us by email, iwmanation at gmail.com. So reach out to us if you want to learn more about how to become a member. We love our Founders Club members. It takes money to keep the, this going, to do the magazine, and all the things that we have planned for the future. So we love our members that support us each month and it pays for the magazine to come to you and you get that free and some other kind of benefits and we've got more things that we're going to be adding to that so um send us your email we'll get you on the list to get the magazine and we will say thank you to courtney and glad that she could be on with us and hopefully we'll get out to see her this winter and racing and maybe do some facebook live things with her then so thank you everyone for listening and good night Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at IWMA Nation at gmail.com.